0: Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Vintuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Morning, church. Uh, This morning, we're starting a new series. We're starting off in the book of Ephesians, and and the book of Ephesians really um, focuses on very big questions in our lives. Why are we here? What is our purpose? How are we supposed to live out this, this life God has called us to? Just a bit of background, uh, the book of Ephesians was written by Paul, and he's writing this in prison, and he's writing it to the church in Ephesus, which is actually the first church that is addressed um, in the book of Revelations, uh, Revelations chapter 2, uh, the church that had lost its love. So Paul, as he's speaking to this church, is trying to remind them what are the important things? And it seems um, that even here, Paul is highlighting these things. How are you supposed to live out this life? And this is this is such a great message for us, for us in our modern church, especially in our times. Uh, I think one of the most discouraging things about our times is this uncertainty uh, gets you asking questions like, What's the point of continuing this all? If this is the way that it continues to go, what really is the point? Um, I find myself because you're you're not in your normal situation, you're not in your um, normal routine. Um, you're missing some things that you used to do. You're missing being with people that could remind you of things like that. And so <clears throat> we end up asking ourselves these questions: What is the point? So Paul is talking to this church, and we're starting in chapter 1, and I'm reading from the NIV, and it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we are chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth and the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory now God starts off by saying praise be to the Lord uh, God the Father the 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 Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing now what he's talking about there is the heavenly realms are the spiritual realm the spiritual reality we live in 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 two realities running all the time the physical reality Uh, the things we can touch, the things we can smell and taste and see, and also the spiritual reality. Things that um, without the help of God, we can't really see. And God is the one who gives us spiritual eyes. But often because we live in this physical world and we interact with everything, all of our senses are physical, we tend to place more importance on those things. We think, okay, the physical is more important, is we look around now and you look at everything that's going on with COVID, you might look look around and think there's no hope because what we see physically is we see the numbers going up. Uh, we see people getting sick. We see people going into lockdown. We see all sorts of things. And we might think this is hopeless. We might look at things like the need to have money over the need to, to to invest in our spiritual walk with God, and God is reminding us here: we have every spiritual spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. The spiritual is much more important. If we if we think of the spiritual and the physical, it's like <clears throat> a car. Now, when you buy a car, what's more important to you, the paint job or the engine? You see, the physical things are the things that that. Uh, attract a lot of people. You look at a nice car, maybe it's nice and sleek, like I think of um, a Ferrari and you think of those sleek lines and how nice it's built and that beautiful red paint that Ferrari red and you look at the interior it's nicely stitched leather and all of this. But what makes a Ferrari a Ferrari is the engine, the power inside. Most people when, when you're buying when you're buying a car to be wise, you'd have to get someone to look at the engine if you're buying a second-hand car. I would rather buy a car which is scratched up, which maybe has some dents here and there, maybe some of the seats, um, some of the foam is, is 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 getting soft. I'd rather buy that car than buy a car that looks perfect on the outside and then on 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 the inside, on the in the engine, there are all sorts of problems, and that's kind of like what the, what the physical and the spiritual is. The, the, the spiritual, like, like the inner workings of the engine, are things that we don't normally see, but those are the most important things. That's why in Matthew 6, verse 19 to 20, uh, Jesus says to, to, to the people, Don't store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. It says, invest there. And and as as Paul is saying this, I, I can I can hear the people going, okay, so we have spiritual blessing. But then he emphasizes, he says, this is what's important. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ. And there are many spiritual blessings, but we're gonna look at what some of the ones that are mentioned here in this book and in this chapter specifically now the spiritual blessings it says that these spiritual blessings come from christ that they're in christ that we have these spiritual blessings and it's good to remember this because we're living in in a world where uh i don't know if you've seen that sign coexist and it's got um all the different emblems of all the different religions and you've got sayings like um there are many roads up the mountain I'm probably misquoting it, but it's this idea that you can have uh, spiritual truth, uh, that you can have a way to God um, with all these different ways, and Jesus says, me and me alone, and here he says it again, the spiritual blessings in Christ, only in Christ, no other, no other God, no other way, this is the only way, and he says this. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So who are we? We are the people who have spiritual blessing, but we are also chosen by God to be holy and blameless. And this is a beautiful thing, right? Because in love he predestined us uh, for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given in the one that he loves. And I want to look at this word, holy. And holy is, um, of course, it, it it's a word that means morally right, but it means set apart. And something set, set apart is something special. And when I think of uh, set apart, I think of um, how when I was younger, and, and this might apply more to Um, those who are my age and older um, as kids these days get more freedoms but uh, I remember when I was younger you had clothes that you played in right and those I I remember wearing uh, shorts and and t-shirts that I could play around with all day but there were specific clothes that if I touched outside of playtime there were special clothes for special events and if you wore those outside of special events you got a special beating right but these clothes were set apart they're the special clothes and when it says we're holy god has set up set us apart for specific purposes for his purposes for his will and that's such an amazing thing it's 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 wonderful for me to know that god has a specific purpose for me that i'm not just randomly put here and, and I'm not just some common tool, I'm something. Uh, I am someone who's specifically handcrafted by God to do his will. It also says that we are blameless, and this is a beautiful thing. As you think of of all the different people who are trying to get to God in different ways, one of the big things that they're trying to do is they're trying to atone for their sin. They're trying to get back right with God. And it says here that he chose us to be blameless, holy and blameless. What a beautiful thing, and the way that he did this was by Christ taking the blame and and Christ uh, being the sin. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it says, God made him who had no sin, which is Christ, to be sin for us, that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. That Jesus laid down his life and he took our punishment, and he took our guilt. And for those who choose him, they now have this blamelessness, this righteousness, that when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ, and therefore he sees us as righteous. There's no more blame. We have no more guilt. Then it goes even further. So not only are we set apart and are we blameless, but we're also adopted. It says we're adopted to becoming his children. It says, we are predestined for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with, the, with his pleasure and will. This is another thing. So as he's adopting us, it's in accordance with his pleasure and his will. It's his will to adopt us. He wants to do this. He does not want to leave us fatherless. And he takes pleasure in this. He loves this. And he says, come, you're part of my family now. I have an identity. I'm not an orphan. I am not alone. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. If you know Christ, that is who you are. That's your identity. You belong to the Heavenly Father. And what a, an amazing thing that is. And he adopted us in love. Not some, uh, some, something that he was forced to do. But he did it because of his love. And all of this is done in his will. From the very beginning, he had planned this. Before the beginning of time, he had planned this. And this is all done, all of these things, for the praise of his glory. It continues and it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we have forgiveness, right? So we are redeemed, we are bought back from, we are bought, uh, from slavery to sin. We are bought by him and, and we are set free. In him we have forgiveness, which means none of our sin is held against us. That's one thing that's great for me, because I tend to be someone who um, will always think that I am the problem. If there's any dispute, I think I must have done something wrong. So I, I can stay guilty for a very long time. And knowing this, that this is who I am, I am forgiven by Christ. And he does this out of the abundance of his of his grace. And it says that he he lavishes this. And and when, when I hear the word lavish, I, I think of how when you're maybe eating something, maybe you've got like some pup and some meat and some vegetables there, or you've got a pasta, and then you've got the sauce that you that you pour over. And I don't know about you, but I like it when I've got a lot of sauce, when it's just dripping over everything. I just think of um, when we'd be at, at, at the village and uh, they would cook this meat and they would throw in green peppers and onions and they would have, they'd have the, the sauce and what you want is you want your meat to be covered in this sauce. It, it's just to, to, to cover it richly. And this is what, what, what this picture, this word is saying, he lavishes this on us. So he's pouring out his grace in abundance. And in all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mysteries. And this is this is amazing because he, he, uh, the Father, the, the, the God of heaven and earth, is making his plans known to us. We are not left in the dark. Um, in John 15, verse 15, it says this, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father. I've made known to you. And God says, I want, I want to reveal my plan to you. Right? You're not in the, on the outside. I'm going to show you what I'm planning. And Then it says, in him we are chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in the conformity in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. You were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. God is saying it once again. We are chosen by Him to the, to, to according to the plan of Him who works out all things to the conformity and the purpose of His will. And I love hearing this, especially as we sit in times of uncertainty, that all these things, all things, right, even these things that we see as catastrophes, this this pandemic, He can use this for the for His purposes. And we are included in that plan. That means that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear because even this God is using for His purposes, for His will and we are included in that. So we can sit in peace knowing that, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know why it's happening but I know that God will work this out, even this for the purposes of His will. Now as we've read through this text so far, there, there, there are a few terms that keep being repeated. His will and the praise of His glory. And even the end of, 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 of this passage, uh, it says that we receive the Holy Spirit who is a seal, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Is talking about the fact that those who choose Christ Uh, have a guarantee that will come into fulfillment when jesus comes back the fulfillment of that time the time when the inheritance um, until the redemption of those who are god's possession we are god's possession and it ends off with to the praise of his glory all of these things are being done to the praise of his glory and paul is saying to the people because he has repeated this to the praise of his glory. He's re- that that term has been repeated three times. His will has been re- repeated three or four times. And it's been implied all throughout this passage. So all these things that we have, um, that we have redemption in him, uh, that we have every spiritual blessing, um, that um, we have forgiveness, that We are blessed with his grace, with wisdom and understanding. All these things work according to his purposes. And it's all for his will. And it's all for the praise of his glory. Me and you, ultimately what we are made for, what we are made to do every day, and what we are called to do every second of every day, is to pursue his will. I need to wake up and I need to ask, okay, God, what am I supposed to do today? I get into the scriptures and I seek and I seek him and I say, God, show me what your will is and how I can live it out. And all of these things, the living out of this will is to the praise of his glory. When Jesus was here on this earth, uh, there, there, there was a, a time where uh, the disciples have come to Jesus and said, uh, Jesus, you need to eat. They've been ministering all day and they're they're probably hungry and they're probably thinking, we're hungry. How does Jesus feel? And Jesus says to them, my food is to do the will of my father. And in everything that he did when he performed miracles, um, he would make sure that God was praised. He would even sometimes withdraw or tell people, tell them what the Lord has done for you. Jesus was not about his own glory. He wanted God to be praised. He wanted the people to look back on his life and say, okay, that happened and that happened and that happened and that happened. And all of that is to bring glory and praise to God. And that's a comforting thought for me because I'm constantly asking, I'm I'm someone who tries to keep busy all the time. Uh, I think that's why I have so many interests. I love guitar and Uh, i love singing and i like photography and all these different interests i'm I'm someone who needs to have purpose and i'm sure you are too every single one of us needs to have a purpose and a pursuit Um, uh, my mom always used to tell me that idle hands are the devil's playground when we don't have something to do when we don't have a purpose when we don't have something that we're pursuing we get into trouble. But it can go past that one of the the biggest causes of depression is feeling like we have no purpose in this life, Um, wondering why we're here on earth. Am I just aimlessly wandering through? Am I significant in any way? And God tells us, yes, you are, you are significant. I made you to live according to my will. I made you to live for the praise of my glory, which means every single day you and I have a purpose. Every single day. Everything that we do is to praise and glorify him. And that's in every situation. There could be people right now who have lost their jobs. Maybe you're sitting at home or you're sitting with family you're out looking for a job in every single one of those situations I need to think okay this is not an ideal situation but even in this because I am in the plans of the one who works out all things for his purposes and all things I'm supposed to do are supposed to glorify him show me God how I'm supposed to glorify you in this situation if you're at home, you're trying to bring bring praise to Him. I think of me sitting at home, and one of the things that I can use to glorify God is the way that I treat my wife. Am I kind to her? Am I understanding? Am I compassionate? If you're around your children, your goal there is to bring glory to God that your kids would look at the way that you that you act at home, that you treat them, that you speak to them, that you discipline them, that you share truth with them, and say, that God that they serve is amazing. If you're doing online school, the way that you interact with your classmates and, and with your teachers, whether you do your assessments or not, um, whether you are helping the the class move forward, or whether you're delaying them with all sorts of nonsense, even there, God is saying, bring glory to me. How are you living your life? If I'm at work, I'm working to bring glory to God. It could be in conduct, so without words in my actions, it could be through my conversations, even my very thoughts. Am I bringing glory to God? Now the last part of this passage is like it's a prayer that that Paul speaks out over the the church of Ephesus. He says, I've not stopped for this reason. Since I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus, sorry, I keep asking. and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age but also in the one to come god placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is the body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way and this prayer Paul is basically saying, I pray that you would understand who God is and the power that he has and the hope that He has given you. This inheritance, every spiritual bl- blessing. He's saying, I hope and I'm praying that God would open your eyes so you could see how amazing that hope is, how amazing your inheritance is, how amazing your blessings are, and how amazing your God is. And that these things would encourage us to, to get to know him more, and also to trust in Him. You see, glorifying Him is is the most difficult thing to do. You're going against the grain. The world lives, everyone in the world who's not with Christ lives for their own glory and for their own purposes. So going the other way is is like swimming against the current. So it's gonna be difficult. And we might be discouraged and think, There's no point in me trying to do this. I have no power. But God here, and and Paul in this prayer is saying, remember who your God is and His power, that power that raised Christ from the dead, that is the same power that will help you as you work to glorify Him. So I'd like to encourage us to live every single day for the praise of His glory and to remember that you have purpose every single day, that you are put on this earth for his purposes and also that the God who has called us to these purposes that his power that raised Christ from the dead is that same power that's gonna work through us as we obey him and as, as people see that power work through us they will see God's glory and they will praise him and they will turn to him that is our purpose and that that is why God has put us here so so let's enjoy that um, and, and and let's push every single day. Let me pray for us and close close our time. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the reminder of the spiritual blessings that you give us, which are so many. Lord Jesus, I thank you for for the purpose that you've given us, uh, the 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 will, uh, your will, your perfect will. Thank you, God, that we can be part of it In every single day we don't walk around aimlessly, that you have a plan. Lord Jesus, help us to to trust in your power uh, that as we we go by day by day, we will trust in you to empower us uh, to worship and to praise you with every action, every thought, um, in every situation. We want to give you praise and give you glory. In Jesus' name. This is Rico Oveka, and I am also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today. And it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.